everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Thanks for tuning in today. Today is Tuesday, November 23rd. We are coming up to the week of Thanksgiving, and I cannot think of a better person to have on than uh, James Taylor, who is the pastor of Christ Church of Norman and also has become a little bit of a celebrity on the news for getting fired from his job for not wearing a mask. Today, we're going to talk about Christ's authority over trials. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. So James, I'm going to just jump right in with you today. This is Thanksgiving week, and uh, there are a lot of people in the country right now who are really having a hard time. Not only are we suffering as a nation, our history is being attacked. Uh, Our freedoms are being attacked. The price of turkey has doubled. I paid $23 for my turkey. Do you know how much my turkey cost me the other day, James? What's that? 47 bucks. Whoa. I paid $47 for my turkey. And uh, gas prices are going up. People are suffering yes. uh, in many, many ways. And uh, yesterday, you and I were talking about a sermon series that you've been doing at your church, trying to walk your congregation through trials. And your statement, and I wrote it down, was that Christ's authority is present even in trials. And so yes. uh, I, I'm hoping today we can just spend a few minutes talking about what that looks like. First of all, how'd you come up with that? Why did you decide? I mean, I think I know why, but why right now would you decide, hey, I, I need to take my church through this and, and recenter us on scripture? Well, you know, it's funny because I, I plan ahead, and it's, but God knows what he's doing. And so I've been planning this series. I, I like to go through series. Like my next series I'm doing, I'm going through the book of James. So I do series. And this one was Christ's authority, you know, over all kinds of, over circumstances, over uh, uh, this week is over death. That's the, the final one uh, as we look at. And so last week was trials, which is what I was going through. I just gotten fired and that was a trial. And so uh, I, I preached a sermon and I just said, you know, God, you do have a sense of humor. And I mentioned this story. Well, the, the scriptures that we use uh, was when, after Jesus had created, uh, had fed the 5,000. Now, that's probably closer to more like fifteen to 25,000 when you count women and children. Right. So, But when Christ fed the 25,000 um, and used that, God was able to take that, you know, two sardines and four biscuits and pray over that. And then Moby Dick jumps up on the beach. Then they have <laughs> a fish fry. Like, no, you have a fish fry like nobody's ever had. The crowd is with Jesus and Jesus is has done all these things. And all of a sudden, the people are saying, we're going to make you our king. You know, if anybody can do this, then you're going to be my king. And, and Jesus is like, I ain't having none. Of it. I'm not going to be your welfare king. That's not what he wanted. And so Jesus then sends the disciples to the other side so that they can rest of the, of the Lake Sea of Galilee. And while they're, they're there, Jesus sends the crowd away. And then Jesus goes up in the hills and he's there praying. We know that. But what's interesting is Jesus knew there was a storm coming. Yep. Jesus sent the disciples into the storm. Now, we know that they had been there rowing and doing that row, row, row your boat thing for literally 12 hours. I mean, they are, and they're only out three and a half miles in the sea. So they're not going anywhere. They're going in circles, and they are just exhausted. The storm waves are just crashing all around them. They're seeing this. So they're in a storm. They're in a trial uh, that they're going through. 
while they're in that trial, all of a sudden, they see somebody walking on the water. And their first response is, it's a ghost. Now, you've got one problem where you are in this storm where the water's crashing into your boat. You've been out there for 12 hours. You can't get anywhere. And now you've got a second problem to deal with. You've got Casper coming towards you. So while they're there, and, they're, and it says now they had a great fright upon They were mega frightened about this. Now, you know you're in trouble when you see a ghost. And 11 other men see the same ghost. Yeah, you you're got right. problems. You got problems. So then the next thing that, now here's the thing about that that you got to get. The first problem was the storm, the second problem was Casper. But the second problem was the answer to their solution to their problems. Because once Jesus got in the boat, this is when Peter walked on the water. Now they're scared. Jesus sees, they, Jesus said, hey guys, relax. Don't be afraid. It is I. Now, notice Jesus takes care of their inter concerns rather than their external concerns first. So once he took care of their inner concern that they could be relaxed, then Peter, Peter was always one that was, you know, we give Peter a hard time, but Peter always wanted to be next to Jesus. He always did. And so Peter says, if it's you, Lord, command me to get out of this, the boat. Well, Jesus says, well, then get out the boat. <laughs> you know? So Peter gets out the boat and starts walking on the water. And as Peter is walking on the water, as long as he keeps his eyes focused on that, he's safe. He's, he's, Peter realized that he would be safer out there in the water in that storm with Jesus than he would be in the boat without Jesus. And if we ever realize that no matter how bad the storm is, if we're with Jesus, it's going to turn out okay. Once they get Jesus into the boat, two things happen. The storm stops. Their external concerns are gone. And now they're exactly at the place where they were supposed to be going to in the first place. They're exactly within the will of God where they're supposed to be. Now, what happens is while we're going through the trials, we do the Peter thing. We take our eyes off of Jesus. And then we wonder why we're sinking. We wonder why we're not moving forward. We wonder why the blessings are not coming like they've been coming before. And so, and the same thing happens. Once Peter takes his eyes back on Jesus, guess what? Things start working out again. now, that's simple, but it sure is hard when you're in the midst of it. Oh, boy. It's hard in the midst of it when you're seeing the waves that are just bigger than you are, and, you know, you're, you're terrified about some phantom that you're seeing, and you don't know what it is. You, they're scared because, one, people don't walk on water, and two, they don't walk on water in storm. Right and here, Jesus is doing both of those. And Seems so, like a bad idea, even on a sunny day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, you know, but I admire Peter for, see, two people walked on water, Jesus and Peter. Yeah. You know, I, I, you know, and so I'm my thinking of this is we are going to go through a trial. Bottom line is expect the trials because Jesus says, or Paul, James says, consider it all joy when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. Every trial we go through, and as a teacher, I'm going to give my students a test not over new material. I'm going to give them a test over materials they've already learned so that they can go to the next level. See, you don't want to be 15 years old and still be in the first grade. And that's what we have a lot of Christians who are mature, are older in Christ. They're older, not necessarily mature. They're older in Christ, but they don't have the maturity. And the reason why there are people that are in the same trial 20, 30 years, because see, 
they're going to, they're not, they haven't learned the lesson that God was trying to get them to learn. And that is every trial we go through is a stepping stone to the next level of spiritual maturity. Like for this, this has been a trial for me going, being fired in this situation. And uh, it's for the next level. God is more concerned about my spiritual development than if I'm comfortable with not having a job or something. And God is going to always take those things. And it's tough when you're going through that. But the major thing we have to keep on my, our mind on is keep our eyes focused on, on God. Keep our eyes focused on Jesus. Because if we don't, we're going to do the same thing that Peter did and start sinking down. And then we will start wallowing in our pity and self-pity and wondering, oh, woe is me. And Jesus is going to say, get up, get up. So I, I just think that we, as, as a body of Christ, uh, we need to truly be the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. uh, most of the things that Christ, most of the things that Christ is not being able to accomplish in this world right now is not because he's not able. It's because he can't get his body to do what it's supposed to be doing. Because he's the head. He's trying to tell the body. And then you've got you've got this group of Christians say, well, I don't want to fellowship with these kinds of Christians because they only do communion once a month. Well, I don't want right, to fellowship. Right, right. I mean, you got, you got the body of Christ having Parkinson's disease. Yeah, it's That's true. That's what's going on. Yeah, it's very true. And we've seen this even in the, with the COVID, you know, I yeah. said many, many times, I mean, if I was going to give the church a grade for the last, you know, 19, 20 months, how we've handled it, I'd give them a D, you yeah. know, they get it in many cases, they just get a, a solid F because we've forgotten to trust the Lord that he's doing something. And I love what you said that it, that God is always taking us every time we go through trials, it's a stepping stone to something different. Yes. And the question is, how are we responding to this trial? And in many cases, we've responded in fear. We've, we're, you know, we're, we're hiding, we're afraid, you know, we've, we've misapplied Romans 13 and yes. our, and really even that is based on fear. Correct. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a fear of, instead of fearing the Lord, we're fearing the government That's right. now. And so we misapply and misinterpret Romans 13. And I know because I've seen it here in the Pacific Northwest, that what's happening here in the Northwest is also happening there in Oklahoma. And this yes. is a test. Do you see it that way? Like this is a test for God's people, because I don't think this is the actual war, but I think that yeah. the uh, uniforms are being passed out. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you 100%. There is, we are in spiritual warfare. And, and if, if you're in spiritual warfare and you don't recognize you're in a war, you're toast. <laughs> you're yeah. toast. Yeah. And this is, what's, this is why the body of Christ, I don't think the body of Christ recognizes the power we have. We are so divided. I, you know, people say the Lord's Prayer is uh, in Matthew where our Father, heart to heaven. No, that's the model prayer. The Lord's Prayer was in John 17 when Jesus prayed that we might be one. Jesus had mm. us in mind at, this, at that time. He wanted us to be united, that we might be one because he knew there'd be 29 different versions of the Baptist church, uh, 18 Presbyterians and all this stuff. Method, you name it. Every, and, and, and churches fight all the time yep. over ignorant stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I learned a long time ago that all truth is important, but not all truth is equally important. The truth is Jesus is the Christ, the son of the living God. Now, if you believe that, I can fellowship with you. It doesn't matter if you have communion once a week, once a month, once a year, uh, you know, all of that stuff is irrelevant. The issue is what you do with Jesus. And the body of Christ needs to learn that the Jesus is the, is the glue that holds the body together. Because once we stop focusing on Jesus, like with Peter, you know, bad things begin to happen. And so Jesus is the key 
to what's going on with us in this world. It's not fear. You know, even, even Paul says, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and might and discipline. Well, if God didn't give us a spirit of fear, then who did? You're Obviously right, the exactly. enemy did. That's and that's right. what was used with all of this stuff. This entire COVID, COVID is real. People do die, have died for it. COVID is real. But this whole manipulation has been done through control and through fear, using fear to manipulate people into compliance yep. is what they have, what they have done. And that's not, that's not what God wants us to do. That has nothing to do with the will of God. And so it's better, it's better to be in the will of God, like Peter was when he's walking on the water, even though the storm is still raging, you know, the storm didn't stop. The storm is still raging, but please, but please note, there's going to be a time when the storm stops raging Mm -hmm. and, and, the quickest way to get out of a trial is to run to Jesus and say, okay, Jesus, I'm in a trial. I may not know all of what's going on right now, but I know you're in charge. Look at Job. You talk about a trial, going through all of that, losing everything that was what we would consider important, and especially our family and not. And it wasn't because uh, Job was evil or a bad person. He was a very godly man. In fact, God was bragging on him, saying, have you seen my servant Job? For there's none like him in all the land, a uh, God-fearing man. I mean, even God was bragging on him, and yet God allowed the enemy to come in and manipulate Job's surroundings, and yet in the midst of it, Job did not uh, sin against God. He kept his eyes focused on that. Even Job's wife would say, hey, curse God and die. Get it over with. But but that's what it goes through. That's how trials work. Mm -hmm. And and what do we know at the end? Job was blessed with twice as much as what he had before. Uh, when it all came through. So God is always watching what's happening with our trials, how we, cause he wants us to, he wants us to win. And that's the thing, you know, in first Corinthians 10, 13, he says, uh, no temptation has overtaken you, but such that is common to man, that God is faithful and will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. And with the temptation will provide a way of escape. Sometimes we think he overestimates our abilities, but he never does. He never does. He will never allow us to be facing something that we cannot handle. Now, I know that there's some folks that I've seen that have faced some stuff that I'm like, I don't know how that they were able to do that because I've never faced anything like that. I don't know what I do with, with that. You know, and I've said, I've said those things, but I also know that God will be faithful. And as we stand strong with him and allow him to guide us, direct us, he's going to be faithful to us. He's always going to be faithful to us. Okay, guys. A lot of us are talking about Christmas gifts early this year, and you know that I am totally committed to helping you support companies that are standing for freedom, right? Well, at the top of my list is, you guessed it, MyPillow. You've all helped build MyPillow into an amazing company, and now I'm partnering with them just in time for Christmas. Mike Lindell has an amazing offer for listeners of the Heidi St. John podcast on his standard MyPillows. You will receive a standard MyPillow regularly priced at $69.98 for only $19.98. You will also receive deep discounts on all MyPillow products such as MyPillow towels, the mattress topper, my slippers, and so much more. You can get up to 66% off your order. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener square to receive Mike's standard MyPillow for just $19.98 or call one 800 447 0541 and use promo code Heidi. My pillow is made in the USA. 
comes with a 10-year warranty so you know it's going to last and a 60-day money-back guarantee so you got nothing to lose. It's time to start getting the quality sleep we not only want but we need. Go to MyPillow.com or call 1-800-447-0541 and use promo code Heidi, that's H-E-I-D-I, to take advantage of Mike's special offer on his standard MyPillow. That's MyPillow.com, promo code Heidi, or call 1-800-447-0541. It's so encouraging, I think. Uh, and in the in the a few minutes that we have left here, I'm going to have you come back sometime because you have a book also called uh, "It's Biblical, Not Political." I was just like, "Oh my word!" You're going to pop that thing in the in the uh, in the mail to me, and I can't wait to get my hands on it. But I'm wondering because rather than usually on Mondays and Tuesdays, I'm asking I'm answering questions from listeners, and I know that most of the questions are going to be, "What am I going to do?" You know, my husband is, we don't know what to do. They're telling my husband that if he doesn't take the shot by January 3rd, he's going to lose his job. And these really tyrannical, and they are evil, these mandates that are coming out. The government is so far out of its jurisdiction. This is not the role of government. We know this is wrong. And in the meantime, the human suffering, the toll that it is taking on on families is real. Yes. Can you just, in the last few minutes that we have just speak directly to a family that that they don't know what to do and they're being faced with something that they never thought they'd be faced with uh can you speak to that i would say this um when this first happened for us my wife and i had a conversation about this i said honey i don't know what the outcome will be uh and then we because i wasn't going to wear the mask and um she says honey uh i'm going to stand with you because I know God's hand is on you. And so we prayed. We've prayed this whole time. People think prayer doesn't work, but prayer does. Pray, we pray for it. We made a decision together. Uh, it was our decision together to stand firm and not give in. And it cost us. It cost us. It, it cost us our health insurance, my tenure as a teacher, uh, my, my salary. It cost. It cost a great, it cost a lot. You know, not something light. And so I know what that is like, uh, but I've always trusted God. I'm telling you, trusting God in the midst of the difficult things, he will come through. And see, here's another thing. There's almost 5,000 teachers and administrators in the Oklahoma City public schools, and six of us made a stand. Can you imagine if maybe 100 did? Right. They wouldn't have done what they did. No, they wouldn't They have. wouldn't have. They couldn't have. Because they wouldn't have been able to find teachers to to fill that. Look what Southwest did. They had the pilots call. They called and said, "Guess what? It shut down the airlines. Yep. <laughs> people, yep. people, and so now they don't have to do that. So if you stand, uh, whether you're by yourself or not, please note, as a child of God, you standing on the word and principles of God's word, you are never alone. You have the heavenly host right there with you." The entire time you, whenever you walk into a room, when you stand on the word of God, you are the majority at that mm. point, no matter how mm. many others are there. So that's what I would encourage you guys to do. I, I, I'm, I'm saying it and I'm living it. I'm not thinking, well, that'd be a nice idea. I'm telling you, this is what we did. And this, and we have seen God show up and show out like I, we had never seen before. Uh, and it is just amazing to be in that place. I, I am so glad I'm, I'm where I'm at right now with God. And I would encourage you guys to to do the same thing. Find Jesus in the storm and run to him and run to him. 
I think that this generation of believers, particularly the ones that God is calling to take a stand, are going to have stories for their grandchildren. Yes, they are. And for their great-grandchildren, because we're we're watching God do what only God can That's do right. That's right. in the midst of one of the fiercest spiritual battles. Because what's happening to our country and around the world right now is a spiritual, it's spiritual at its root. Yes, it is. Right. The wickedness that we're seeing, this push toward a one world government, mm-hmm. this, the, the vaccine mandates, you know, it's wickedness. Yes. Uh, it's not Republican versus Democrat no. at this point. It is good versus evil. And for God's people to find their feet in the midst of this, to to learn what it means to actually walk out the faith that we've heard about our whole lives. We've had a very comfortable life up until this point, yes. really, most of us in the yes. United States. And now we see the the forces of hell literally been unleashed. You know, the the that's where the the uh, the rearing its ugly head, the racism that we see, the division, yes. all of it, it comes from from uh, from the enemy. And you're saying we serve a God who is bigger than all of that. Absolutely. And at the end of the day, He's in control. That's right. That's yeah. absolutely right. You know, our God is ginormous. I mean, the, the psalmists say that. The universe fits in the palm of his hand. Now, that's a big God. (laughs) That's a big God. And so when we see the little things that things that uh, cause us strife and concern, uh, we just we have to trust him. We we really do. I I know I'm sounding like a cliche, but I'm living it. That's what we have done. And it's not a cliche for us. We're seeing what God is doing. And we're just actually what we're trying to do is stay out of his way. Because it's very yeah. easy for us to get in God's way and start meddling what God's doing. And the best thing for us is just let him do his thing and give him all the glory and give him all the praise. That's mm. what we can do. Amen. And see, not, so I don't know good. if you, you know, I believe that, I don't know what your eschatological perspective is, but I believe we're in the end times. I believe one of the reasons why we're seeing all this evil around the world is because Satan recognizes, uh-oh. Yeah, my time is short. Yeah, and you know, see, you don't want to be listening, you know, not looking for we don't. I heard someone say, "I'm not no longer looking for signs of the of the for the trumpet." He said, "I'm listening for the trumpet sound." Right, uh, and I'm saying, <laughs> "Yeah," but you know, the the reality is that the 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 world is at a place. I still talk to people that can't see that we're in the end times, and I say, "Okay, we're talking about a passport, a uh, vaccine passport." <laughs> Right now, you can't buy or sell sell. anything anywhere. How can you not make a short leap to a mark of the beast? And they just don't see it. And I'm I'm like, you know, I'm not saying that that's the mark of the beast. I'm saying you can see that the makings of that brewing before our very eyes. Absolutely true. It's absolutely true. And we know, you know, it's just like what you're saying. The enemy knows that mm-hmm. his time is drawing mm-hmm. to a close. And so he's going to wreak havoc on the earth. I, you know, I taught a whole series on the book of Revelation last year called People Get Ready. And we spent, I don't know, three months in the book of Revelation. Yeah. And I remember just waking up telling my husband, what, what chapter of Revelation are we living in today? You know, <laughs> really? uh, because the signs are everywhere. But even in that, we can be encouraged because Absolutely. God's word is true and it will be fulfilled. Absolutely. And That's this could very well, we could live to see the return of the Lord, which I find uh-huh. uh, exciting. And, and, and if we don't, he said, occupy until I come. we come. That's right. And that's so right. that's what we're doing. That's what you're doing running for Absolutely. Congress. You're, you are, you, you know what? You're so off the bench. I bet you can't even see it anymore. You, <laughs> you, you're like, I'm going to get off the bench and onto the battlefield. Wait, where's the bench? <laughs> 
that's I what I think. Be, I just want to be a servant that's used by God. That's mm. that's really all. I, honestly, when I stand before Him, I want to hear those words: "Well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into your rest." That's what I want to hear, and I look forward to. Yeah, and I do too. Where can people find your book? They can get it from me, um, Taylor Riot at yahoo.com. That's where they get it. Um, or you can call 405-596-3579. Uh, that's uh, how you get it from me. I love it. And uh, your book is called It's Biblical, Not Political. I'm going to have you on again, yeah. and we'll talk about this because, oh, my goodness. I, 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 told, I told Jay, one of the best things about running for Congress, and there have been a lot of hard things, and this is another conversation for another day, but one of the best things is I have been privileged to meet people like you who really are leaving it all in the field for liberty, for freedom, yes. as ambassadors of the Lord Jesus, walking this thing out in this world that we live in and saying, I'm going to do everything I can for as long as I can right. to serve the Lord in whatever capacity he gives me. And you yeah. are uh, a national treasure. I just thank well, you so much for coming on the show. It really has been an honor to have you here. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. You have a and, blessed uh, day. Thank you. And we will find out more. You're at Christ Church of Norman. Your book, It's Biblical, Not Political. I'll link back to these things in the show notes today. And uh, I just thank you. We'll come back and we'll do it again. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. For more information uh, on my guest today, please go to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash podcast. Scroll down to the show notes and I will have the, uh, the images there and information on his book as well. I hope you guys have been encouraged today that whatever trial you're facing, God wants to walk you through the trial and there is victory on the other side. Thanks for listening today, everybody. And I will see you back here tomorrow at the intersection of faith and culture. For more encouragement, visit me online at momstronginternational.com.